in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. The apostle of Jesus Christ was inspired to write to some of Jesus' earliest followers, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. If you are a Christian, if you have been born again of the water and the Spirit, as Jesus said, if you're living each day of your life loyal to Jesus as King, then Scripture tells us that there is an inheritance that's waiting for us. And Peter's not the only one that would talk about that hope in his inspired writings. The Apostle Paul also spoke in similar terms in the New Testament letter of Colossians chapter 1. There, in verses 3 through 5, he said, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You see, that inheritance, that hope that awaits us in heaven, is something that gives all of us, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter where we are in the world or what season we're in in life, to be able to take hope that there's something better awaiting us in heaven right now that will one day be revealed. But what exactly? What exactly is that hope for us as Christians? What exactly is that inheritance awaiting us in heaven? Sometimes influenced by the beautiful symbols of the book of Revelation or any number of hymns that were written inspired by the poetic language of that book, we tend to imagine heaven in terms of its composition, pearly gates, golden streets, a crystal sea. We get almost a materialistic view of what we expect, or we talk about heaven in terms of what heaven would be to us, that we would be in heaven if we had just the most luxurious golf courses and every hit was a hole-in-one, or we would be in heaven if there would be an endless supply of sweets and we could just eat whatever we want, that we would just be in heaven if fill-in-the-blank. But we focus almost entirely on our desires, what we think would be fulfilling. But that's not the way Jesus's apostles spoke of what our hope was, of what our inheritance would be. No, when they talked about what we are waiting for in heaven, they talked about Jesus. Just listen to how the Apostle Paul spoke decades earlier. In one of his earlier letters, the letter of 1 Thessalonians, in chapter 1, in verses 9 and 10, where he tells the Christians there in the ancient city of Thessalonica, For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven 
whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. You see, when the apostles thought in terms of what it was that was waiting for us in heaven, that hope, that inheritance, it wasn't so much about us going to heaven to receive something as it was someone coming from heaven to rescue us to rescue us from all that's corrupt and broken and futile, to usher us into that life that we're meant for, where we live in a right relationship with God and each other in God's presence forever. And Jesus is the one who is in heaven that we are waiting for, to come and make that reality. Paul would speak in similar terms in another letter, in the letter to the Philippians in chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, where shortly after saying that it is worth whatever it takes to attain to the resurrection of the dead, Paul would say in Philippians 3 and verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. You see, that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for Jesus to come. As people on the earth now, we believe that he reigns now, that his kingdom has come, and we are a part of it as people who have pledged our loyal allegiance to Jesus, as people who've participated in his death, burial, and resurrection by dying to ourselves and being buried in baptism to live new life by the Spirit. So what we're waiting for is for Jesus to come from heaven, and to at last defeat in an instant all of his enemies, to bring about that day where we are transformed and able to be with him in God's presence forever. And as citizens of heaven, we live different now. We set our focus on, we do whatever it takes now to grow closer and closer to Jesus, to be more and more like Jesus, to help what Jesus wants done, to be accomplished, to bring a little bit more of heaven on earth until Jesus comes and completes that job when all that is wicked and evil and perishable is burnt up and at last everything is right in God's presence as it was always meant to be.